Good day to you. It's good to see you today. I wish I always wish I always say this because it'd be so great if I could see everybody I'm talking to at any one time. So basically, I want you to have a great uh, blessed day today. You know, it's in uh, it's kind of like a day of fresh beginnings. You know, that's what every day should be a day of freshness, something to start over again and break the ice and, and you know it and. Uh, basically we're stepping into a new season and as I thought about the new season I thought about the seasons of our life and you know we, we not only have a seasonal thing with weather and where the sun is the moon and all that stuff but also uh, we have new seasons of our life so I want to talk to you about a couple things today and I'm going to ask the Lord uh, obviously to enter where you're at right now open up your ears to hear in Jesus name and I uh, thank you Lord for anointing my lips to bring forth some things that would be great for you. Well, you know, one of the things that I don't know what you do every day with your life. I don't know what you do every day with your life, but you know, uh, many of us, uh, we're attuned to things going on and sometimes we uh, want to cover up our eyes, but you know, sometimes I, I scan the news in the morning just a little bit. Sometimes I I do, sometimes I don't, but I, I kind of like to see what's going on. And you know, it's like I have I have such a tendency to get so angry and so upset when I see how crazy uh, things have gotten in our nation. Just crazy stuff. I mean, they're just unbelievable, and that's what they are. They're unbelievable. But I'm talking to people in other countries as well that it's unbelievable in people places like India where Christians are being annihilated and churches burn. It's unbelievable in Pakistan where other factions are going after. It's unbelievable in Myanmar and other cities in Africa. It's, it's, we can only say unbelievable, but we have to believe it's there. We can't just hide and say, well, America, we're just fine. My family's good. Well, we can do that, but you know what? God needs us right now. Do you know how bad God needs us? And, and one of the things that I hear from Christians, they say, well, when's God going to do something? And I'll tell you what, uh, the Spirit of God is saying, when are you people going to do something? And that's, a, you know, people don't want to hear this. They want God, they want to say some prayer and be mad at something and get in some political rally. But sometimes we have to deal with it. If it's a new season in your life and you're like me, now, Sandy and I have had some, some things that didn't go right we wanted to this year. I'll be, i just tell you that's the truth. I've had some attacks in my physical body that I didn't see coming. But you know what? I, I realize when that happens, there's something, uh, something, uh, there's some opening for that to happen because the Bible says a thief has come. This is Jesus said this. He said the thief, and he was returning to, referring to Satan himself, the devil. He said he's come for one reason, to kill, steal, and destroy. And those are three fruits that you should be aware of. But I want to tell you a little story that goes back a ways. You know, I'm not a kid anymore. I was born in the 40s, uh, so that gives you a clue. But uh, not long after I was born, my father and mother bought a, uh, an old ranch up in South Dakota. Now, back in that day when you bought an old ranch, it was not just a, a piece of property that somebody owned, but it was a piece of property that probably housed the homes of many homesteaders. Because, you know, if you know anything about the land movement, uh, Homestead Act and so on, they'd come in, they'd get 160 acres. Well, out in a, 
in a state like South Dakota or Wyoming or Montana, 160 acres, you, that's almost like a garden uh, to, it, it, when you compare what it takes to really raise crops and do things, graze cattle. Well, anyway, so that ranch dad and mom bought was no different. Uh, as a kid growing up, riding horseback onto those, some of those pastures were maybe a thousand acres in a pasture, and there might be 20 homestead sites. Well, I don't know if that adds up uh, math-wise, but they were all over the place, and all they were anymore was a hole in the ground. But meanwhile, they all had fenced in their properties, or some of them had, some of them hadn't. So I recall, as I grew a little older, got up to working age, you know, around six, seven, eight years old, helping dad, uh, we started looking at those fences were horrible and if you drive down even roads today in some areas where there's been old ranches not kept up you'll see some some fences for livestock that are atrocious I mean they're they've been patched and patched and repatched and restretched and repassed and, and they're a mess well there came a time that my dad started rebuilding and building brand new fences instead of fixing them all he began to build brand new fences. And you know, I thought about that this morning because that's kind of where we at, are we at with, with Christians with our faith. You know, we can keep patching this. In fact, I think, you know, you hear things, you see things on the internet and they somebody's got some idea, this is a magic prayer that'll go work. I, I remember we had a business going, uh, well, a business, we still own that company, but this person came to us and she was a mess. I mean, honestly. But she'd heard about the prayer of Jabez. Well, there was no purity in her life, I guarantee. I don't want to get any deeper in that because, you know, we help everybody or try to. But talked about this magic prayer. We just read the prayer of Jabez and we'd all be healed. Well, you know, they're just grabbing things. They're like trying to fix a fence out there in the farm of that ranch. But you see, I, as God, as I remember the time, we'd go out and it was not fun because we didn't have all these fancy post hole diggers and all these fancy things they have today. We went out there by hand in many cases and dug some of those posts in deep, tamped them strong, stretched that wire, and began to build that tight so it would hold our livestock. How does that compare to us right now? Well, you know, first of all, you don't rebuild or repair, I mean, you don't repair all the time trying to take all these ideas people have about faith and try to mix them all up and then somebody writes poems and they're really cute and they're really inspiring. No, it's the Word of God that we want to get into our life. And if, you're, if you want to, you could say amen because it's the Word of God. See, Jesus said my words are spirit and they are life. That means when you hear a, a Word of God, a testimony, a, a, you read a scripture, maybe your favorite scripture, it's empowered by the Spirit of God. Did you know that? I hope you know that because it's true. So when I go back to that fence, I realize uh, Dad did it right. Dug it deep. We need to do that with our faith. <laughs> we do. We need to stop and say, look, I've been trying to follow all this all these years. I need to stop and build something in my life that's deep and strong and steadfast. Now, I'll tell you, Sandy and I had an opportunity 40-some years ago to, to, be, uh, to be introduced to some faith teaching that focused on the Word of God. And it built us. It gave us strength. I mean, through all these some these years, we had something solid to base everything on. So you, you know, we we tamped the posts deep. 
we stretched that wire tight. We didn't let anything happen uh, so that livestock couldn't get out. But you know what else happened then? We had that set up and then we had to do one other thing. We had to be very, very uh, observing about predators. You know, I don't care where you come from today, but out here in this country, a lot of ranching country, there's predators. There's predators where you live. You just don't recognize them. In that day, it was sheep and fox that would come in and eat our sheep because we had sheep. And then uh, later on, uh, you know, bigger things came after different livestock. Well, you see, that's like the devil. The Bible says he's come, he's, he's come to, uh, how do I want to say this? Seal, kill, and destroy. And, and it tells us to be aware of his. Uh, well, let's go for a scripture here. Let, let's go to some scripture. Psalm 55, 12. You want to get your Bible out and look at Psalm 55, 12. You know, it's a good idea to look at this. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Let's talk about what, the, what it says. It says, well, that's, that's not the scripture I was looking for. 55, oh, I'm, I'm in the wrong, Psalm 55, 12. Sorry about that. Well, that's what you said. Did I say Psalm? Well, I went to, I said Psalm, and then I went to Isaiah. Yeah. Ever done that? Have you ever done that? Uh, that really ruins my whole day, doesn't it? No, not for sure. <laughs> okay, let's, let's look at this a minute, because uh, in that scripture, he says, cast, I'll read Dolly cast your burden on the Lord, release the weight of it, he will sustain you, but 55.12 says, okay, he will never allow the consistently righteous to be made to move, made to slip, fall, or fail. What's that got to do with? Well, the devil wants you to give up right now. He wants you to give up. I, some of you, maybe that's not true, but many of you, it's, how can we fight this anymore? You know, we have administration that's taking our money like crazy. They're, they're trying to convert everything that we grew up with. You know, the beautiful, uh, those beautiful things that we've acquired over the years with our nation, you know, the, uh, to run our nation the right way, to, the, the cleanest coal that could ever be found. Our coal plants are cleaner than any other energy, and yet they want to stop those. Uh, I, I just saw today that uh, there's some move by the administration to stop any kind of fossil fuels going by rail. Are you kidding me? The, the railroads have been here longer than you and I've been here. And that, so that's one of the things that you look at and say, how could that be? Well, it is, and what does that say? Time for us to fight, is it not? But see, we want to fight the good fight of faith. Why am I saying that? Well, it's because some of you are trying to fight right now, and you're trying to rally some things, you're trying to argue politics, but possibly you may need to build your faith foundation stronger. So when you stand up in a certain thing, you, you stand up with strength, not, not sitting there not knowing who you are, because greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. That means the greater, the Spirit of God lives in you. The same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the Bible says, dwells in you. I tell you what, those people that are upsetting you right today, they don't have the Spirit of God. And some people say, well, Gary, you're judging them. Yes, I certainly am. I'm telling you the truth. If they can come out with some of the stuff they do, I can guarantee the Spirit of God is not running their life. The Spirit of God brings forth a lot of goodness, and they also will bring forth some strength in you and revelation. You know, there's a little secret out there. You know, every word of God is God-breathed. 
the anointing. It's inspired, but that means every word. And when we go to a scripture, let me, let me just go to, go to one over here in, in John. I hope you're tracking on this today uh, because, you know, this is like, I'm, I'm kind of airing out in a way, but on the other side I'm saying, hey, now we got to get up and fight. But we have to fight with some power. You know, we're not, we're not fighting with pitchforks. And we're not fighting with cannons. We're fighting with the Word of God, which is more powerful. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we go to John. Um, in John 14, in thir verse 13, it says, And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. And then in verse 14, If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it, or grant it to you. Uh, it's, it's well known by people that study the Greek and Hebrew, that there's a demand posed in this. In other words, when you put a demand on your faith, that's when the Holy Spirit can get in. Can you get a picture of this? You're born again, child of God. If you're not, you can do that today. You can say, Jesus, just come into my life. That's all you really have to do. You don't have to go some, some crazy thing about confessing 90,000 sins, you know. All you have to do is say, Jesus, I want you to be my Lord. That's all you have to do. And you know what happens when you say that? He immediately comes into your heart. But with him comes the Holy Spirit. And so when you put a little word in here like, oh boy, I can ask anything I need and it'll be granted to me. You start telling yourself that every day. Holy Spirit hooks up to that and all of a sudden you've got faith working that you didn't even know you had. See, a lot of the, a lot of the situation with Christians is they've got all these complaints and all these things that are wrong, but sometimes James just said, you have not because you ask not. When's the last time if you laid out, now, now I, I could say, well, just lay out a list of all the things you need right now. Well, I know he said he meets your needs, but let's say, but the bottom line, he says, I know your need before you ask. That's trying to tell you, you've got to ask. So when you're laying out your list of all the things you need, instead of complaining you don't have them or saying, where's God? You want to take that and say, look, Lord, I, I'm going to ask you right now. I need some help here. But here's what I want. It says, it, it says if I ask anything in the name of Jesus, I can have it. So what I'm asking right now, I need some wisdom to figure out how to get where I'm at. Also, I can ask for boldness. I need, to, I need some boldness here to speak up. You know, I'm listening to Gary on the TV, and that sounds really good. But how can, I, how can he have that boldness? Well, you can have that boldness, too, because all you do is ask for it and step up the plate. You might say, you know, so often people say, well, somebody else is going to do that for me. No, it's up to us. It's up, again, as I started this out, people say, well, where's God? How come he's not judging this nation? And other people say, well, he's going to have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah, all that kind of stuff. Well, that's all good. Sounds real good. But at the same time, he gave us an empowerment through his word. He gave us authority over all power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. Serpents and scorpions and all power of the enemy. We have so much, so many tools to fight with. Now, maybe of all the people that hear this, maybe only a few percent will grab it and go. But you see, I've been laying back here a little bit too. I've been studying this word. I've been motivating this. I, I, I've been dealing with some, I don't mind telling you, a few little uh, glitches in my body that I didn't know were there. They got uncovered. Well, I found out another thing, and I don't know how long I've talked this day. It doesn't matter how long it is. I want you to be sure you're listening, because I found out that anything wrong with my body and anything wrong with my finances, if they're bad, came out of Deuteronomy 28, 
curses. But also Deuteronomy 28, the first few verses are talking about the blessings. And so, you know, I found out that any illness, any infirmity in your life, first of all, the Bible said Jesus took our infirmities and cured our diseases. Yes, he did. That's what he said. And so if he did that, then on the other side of the coin, we've got all these different things that can pop up. You know, maybe, it, maybe it's a headache, consistent headache. Well, it's under the curse. But Jesus said in Galatians 3.13, Christ has redeemed us from the curse, being a curse for anything, anyone that hangs on a tree. A curse is anyone that hangs on a tree so that blessings of Abraham may come on the Gentiles. So, so your bottom line is, everything might be wrong with you was under that curse, but Jesus redeemed you, and you should go to Galatians and look at that. You know, sometimes people hear this message and they don't have their Bibles out. They don't go there. You know, when I'm teaching live, I always ask people, get that Bible out there. You know, get your pen out, get your highlighters, get these things going, look them in your eyes. You know, I'll teach on that sometime soon, but bottom line, it says right there, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. I'm telling you, that's a powerful word right there. That means you have a powerful thing. Now, how long have you started operating that? How will it work? Well, I don't know how long it'll work for you. I can tell you this about confessing certain things in this word. I've, I've told the story many times of when I decided I would confess the 91st Psalm. I didn't, all I had to do was read it out loud once a day. If you've heard my story before, um, um, then that, that's great. But if you haven't, even if you've heard it before, here's what I want to tell you. I began to, I just dedicated that one thing, I printed it out on a piece of paper. I read that out loud to myself every day. And I will tell you this. I wasn't looking for anything really quick and easy. I was just going to establish something in my soul, my spirit man. And here's what happened. Beginning probably around the fourth month of doing it every day. And it got more powerful as time went on. There's a, there's a scripture in there, because I've made the Lord my refuge, and the most high my dwelling place, there shall no evil befall me, or any plague or calamity come on my tent. I'm looking at that one day, and God, I know the Spirit of God said, that's your family, that's your household, that's your foundation, that's your marriage, that's your life right there. And so I said, that's my tent. And he said, no, no calamity, no disease, no sin, anything would come on your family. I said, wow. See, after several months, now it took a while. You see, that fence had been around that old ranch a long time of my dad's. It had been patched up, it had been twisted. You could go down some of these old barbed wire fences. I mean, they, they, they're just a mess. Uh, and they're out there today. And that's kind of how we can be with our life. We can just have it all kind of patched up. But see, all of a sudden, I had a faith for my family that has never been quenched. And that's many years ago, but I will tell you this, I know in my heart, I know in my heart, how come I say my heart? Because it's the heart where man believes. It's the mouth that confesses. It's the ears that hear your confessions. It's the heart that absorbs it incredibly indelibly into your heart. And right now, when 
something rises up threatening any of my family, my wife, my marriage, my children, my grandchildren, our great-grandchildren, and even past those that aren't born yet, I'm telling you what, they're going to be blessed. They're going to be inspired of the Word of God. They're going to be walking in everything God planned for them. And you know what? So far they are. And they're going to stay that way. What am I saying here? I'm telling you, if you've got some fence needs fixing, if you've got some serious financial issues going on, get them before the Lord. Find some scriptures, and I'll be talking about that later. I want you to have a blessed day, though, and think about this. We have not because we ask not. We have not maybe because we've not really found something in this Bible that we know this is the Word of God, and it's alive and active and energized and full of power. It's not just black and white scriptures on a, I mean, it's just not print on a page. It's the Spirit of the living God working through His Word into your life to change it and empower you. And guess what? When it gets all, when we get geared up, which should be right now, we have a, we are a force to reckon with in our nation and the nation you live in. I'm telling you, we step up in faith. God's power is with us, not the enemy, not those people trying to destroy us. That's, he's not with them. He's greater is he that's in me than he that's out there, the devil out there, in Jesus' name. So don't kid yourself. Don't feel sorry for these people that are coming against us. They, they're, they're following a different course than we are. So God bless you. I want you to have a blessed day today. Start your new season with me, and we'll, we'll get along with this thing and get a few, few words out here as we, as we go. And, and uh, I guarantee you, if you'll do these kind of things, your life will in, increase even if it takes a while. Even if you have to start over and build a new fence. God bless you. Love you. And I want you to have a blessed day. In Jesus name. Amen.